Hi, you've reached the Caldwells. Please leave a message and we will get back with you just as soon as we <laughs> Welcome to the RV Work-Life Balance Podcast with your traveling nomadic hosts, Sherry and Russ Caldwell. Hey, that's us. We're living the dream. Working from home, baby. No matter where home is. And you can too. All right. Thanks for joining us again. It's great to see you again. Or hear from you again, maybe. What are we going to say? Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Okay, I got to ask, because it's my favorite question of the week. Where <laughs> are we today? Because you don't really know, right? I don't know. I always have to look out the window, and you have to tell me. Where are we at? Today, this week, we are in southeastern Idaho on the Snake River. And um, the, the, we are at the Village of Trees RV Resort. Is it Village of the Trees or Village of Trees? Village of Trees. Okay, because I thought it was like Village of the Damned for a while. (laughs) This is actually our second time at this location, which is really weird because the first time we came through here from Walla Walla, Washington, heading out uh, east, um, and we stayed here and... When we first drove up, because it's like, okay, you take the exit off the highway, the interstate, and then you turn left at the gas station. Basically, it's a truck stop. We're behind the gas station. (laughs) When we first came here, this is literally what (laughs) happened. And if if the owners of this place hear this podcast, (laughs) we love you. I'm just, trust me. But we pulled up to the gas station and there's nothing anywhere around. And uh, we, we couldn't really see down couldn't into see the, the campground. campground. Yeah, because because of all the trees from yeah. the name. And we were like, hmm, should we just turn <laughs> around and leave? We literally was, said that to each other. It was it was gas station. It was a gas station. Um, yeah. So, but we didn't. No. And, and, it, and within like five minutes, we were glad we, we didn't. Yeah. Actually, we do that a lot. We yeah. roll up into a new situation and it's like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know about this. But then by the end of the week, we're loving it. In fact, the, it seems like the more weirded out or concerned <laughs> we are, the more we end up loving the place, you know? We, and we might have mentioned this one before. Another one was like when we went into Montana and there were fires everywhere around the mountains. We were guided through a valley that had been burning the recently. It was just looked horrible. <laughs> I'm like, should we be driving through all this burned stuff? And when we got there, it was in the middle of nowhere. And we, we pulled over at one point on the side of the road, this yeah. little tight little valley. Yep. And there were a bunch of cows <gasps> on right. this hillside right, right next to the road. And they were all looking at this at us like, like turn around. You're Go going to die. Now. <laughs> Go turn around. <laughs> but so we, we got there in the big open uh, fields there between all these mountain ranges that were on fire. We had a fantastic time there. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And so, you know what? The more weird, we, we like, give it a chance. Let's see. And look, we're back again. Yeah. We're because it again. is actually beautiful. Yeah. It is out in the middle of nowhere, but it's on the Oregon Trail, the old Oregon Trail. And literally right on the Snake River, which is super cool. Yes. We so. can see and walk down to the, the docks. Uh, um the campground access to the river just 
right I don't yeah. know, is it 100 yards from our Yeah, campsite? about that. And in between us and the river is what? The horse. Horses, <laughs> which is, last time we were here, we took tons of photos of these horses that just wander around in the field, and it's mothers and their foals kind of yeah. thing, right? It's just- Mama horses and the baby horses. It's so cool. And they come down, there's a ranch further down the street, I guess, or yeah. down the way, down the fields. Yeah. And they just come wandering up to the campground Every afternoon, and yeah. it's about like clockwork. Twenty horses, maybe yeah, about that. Uh, and they're just adorable. So we get to see the horses, and that makes this campground super special. A it's lot of really our nice. A lot of our photos are these horses right now. We're taking a lot of <laughs> pictures of horses. Lots of trees, yeah. very green, green grass that they water. Every single They're day, constantly. So it's very green. Cool it's campground. It's beautiful. One of my other things is that it is a, a gas station at the front, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so there are a lot of people <laughs> getting gas there. But it's also, they make they make all this food and they There's deliver it to your rig. Yep. So we've done that once last time. We had breakfast served here, but they send, send pizzas and they have ice Sandwich cream and hamburgers. sandwiches and hamburgers. Yeah. And they'll bring it to you. It's just amazing. So... This is high on our list of quirky places that we just love. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very cool. Love it. So that kind of brings us to our topic of the day is, um, you know, how do you schedule travel while working full time? Yeah, that's that's an important topic. You know, like we're not vacationing, we're not retired. And so scheduling is a very big challenge. And that is my wife's responsibility. And she has a tough job all the time. And so how do we schedule that? It's like, it's one of the most important things when you're balancing um, this work and life schedule. And, and if you're a retiree or you're on vacation, you look at it's where totally you go. totally different. Yeah, what could go yeah. wrong, right? You're just on vacation. Yeah. But when you have to work Monday through Friday, whether it's online or otherwise, it's a little more challenging. So how, how do we go about doing that? Yeah, well, my my big secret is I do use RV Life Trip Wizard, which is an incredible planning tool that I'm sure we've talked about and will talk about again. But specifically for um, planning our travels mm -hmm. for work, um, Overall, we base it on our family calendar and work events. For example, we are currently headed toward Wyoming for a big FMCA rally. Yay. It's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, where we'll be parking with our AIM Club um, group. Yeah, if we haven't mentioned before, AIM is all-inclusive motorhomes. It's a really cool uh, group, but if you go to FMCA... AIM puts on a great free show. Free food, free entertainment, lots of great people. Yeah. So check it out if you go so to the So much fun. Everybody's welcome. Yep. And um, yeah, it's a fantastic group. So when you go into these rallies, you actually can camp. You go in, in caravans, which is groups of yeah. people who are in the same yeah. club or... Yeah, it could, it could be by the brand that uh, of their rig. They all some of them are Integra grouped together by. Integra Coach yeah, has their own neighborhood in neighborhood. these in the, at the rallies. And and then and then you could choose. There's very different groups, and we go in typically with AIM. We've done it with Integra once, but uh, a lot yeah. of times we we'll go with AIM because they put on a great show and just everybody's just so interesting because they travel a lot, and we love that. Yeah, and 
everybody is invited. So yep. we can talk about more about that later. So pretty much there's two big international conventions and RV rallies put on by FMCA, which is the Family Motor Coach Association. And those are typically in March and August. So we are on our way to the August rally in uh, Gillette, Wyoming this year. so I guess our uh, the rest of our schedule throughout the year, um, May, we typically are in Las Vegas for mm-hmm. a big tech convention. Yeah, for work. For us. Love Vegas. Vegas is really fun certain times of the year. One, you got to go there because we, we have to go there because of work. But um, if you go to Vegas, obviously, it's sometimes hot there. We were recently there. It was really hot. Very so hot. So p- picking your times. In fact, if you've heard some of the previous podcasts, we talked about getting locked in at a, uh, uh, a state Rocks. park. Yeah, yeah. So, state so lots park, of fun yeah. stuff there. But uh, that's <laughs> typically one of the places we're in in uh, May is Vegas. Yeah, for that conference. Yeah, and then July, June, July, August, some <laughs> four to six weeks in there. We are usually up in Washington State, yeah. which is our home base, so that we can. Uh, see our kid family. who's up there and family Doctor and visits. take care of our annual maintenance things. Yeah. Um, and then by Labor Day, after the FMCA rally in Wyoming this year, we typically spend Labor Day I- with family in St. Louis. Silver Lobster Farm, thank you. Yeah, which our uh, aunt and uncle... Yep. Although they're closer, they're more in age like cousins. But I anyway, know. they they put in a 50 amp pedestal just for us so that we could be there. And the reason that's our Labor Day destination is because there is a huge Labor Day celebration and festival at the at, at the church. Local church there, yeah. Um, outside, it's... it's Big time. Just, Great music just a and food. Yeah, and, a lot yeah, of fun and blow-up things for the kids to jump in and it's all that. Wonderful. So we try to be in St. Louis for Labor Day. That's right. At our special spot there. Save that spot, please. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Shh. Yeah. Um, it's like our own personal Harvest Host location. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this year... Um, in Which, our- by the way, it's really, it's referred to as mooch docking. Oh, so, right. So if you're boondocking, you're out in the middle of nowhere, you have no hookups. Uh, if you got full hookups somewhere at a campground like where we are now. But mooch docking is when you're usually at a friend's or family's and you have partial hookups. Yeah. And we are getting 50 sweet, sweet amps uh, off of... Uh, <laughs> because they... <laughs> specifically put that in for Pat us. Monica, thank you for thank the sweet, you. sweet 50 We amps. love you. So, yeah. So, it's, we'll it's awesome. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Now, we still have to be very <laughs> careful how much water and, and uh, sewer and gray, yeah. gray tanks, but it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, Labor Day in St. Louis, and then this year, we are heading down to the Albuquerque Balloon Festival in October. So awesome. <laughs> I, we, we didn't get in at first, right? We were right. denied. Right. And so we were like, oh, well, maybe next year. And then what happened? We're going in with the Integra Coach Owners Association, which is another group 
We got in more than once, though. Yes, because <laughs> then the big festival sent us an email saying, hey, we've got room for you now. And we were like, yeah. We'll so just, we were double invited yeah. and we had to choose <laughs> which way to go, which is great. So we're very excited. That'll be our first time at the yeah. Albuquerque Balloon Festival, which is a huge thing, a huge RV encampment. Yeah, we didn't know much about it, of course, until uh, we hit the road and, learned, and met a lot of RVers. And what's cool about Albuquer Albuquerque excuse me, is... Apparently, they call it the Albuquerque box, I believe, where the, the, wi the wind blows one oh, direction yeah, yeah. low. So the, mm -hmm. the balloons can go up to a low level. It goes one direction. Then they rise up, and the wind direction goes the opposite way. So they can come all the way back and come down where they started. Now, it doesn't happen 100%, but generally, it means you have a very predictable ride on these balloons, which is really, really cool. Talking about Albuquerque and the balloon festival in October... <laughs> we are so excited this year because on October 14th, 2023, there's this natural event happening. It's called the Great Western Annular Eclipse. It's a partial eclipse visible from the entire United States. And in New Mexico, apparently, we're going to see the Ring of Fire. Wow. Um, which is visible to parks within the path and it's and apparently at our campground where we'll be in Oc in uh, Albuquerque on October 14th we're going to see this spectacular okay, okay. cool once that's in a lifetime event me, so, so there you the, go yeah as the driver i learned this <laughs> as we get there so that's cool uh yeah uh, so then um october we're looking at November, December, January, finding somewhere warm for the winter. And that's been in Florida for the last two years. This year, we're actually going back to Washington State, which is not warm. <laughs> it's one of the worst times to be there, I'll be honest. So. But we've got stuff we got to take care it, of up there. Yeah. So what we'll be we home do? for the holidays. Home for the holidays. Um, the summary of all of this is that we are always looking for, I am when I'm planning these mm -hmm. things, looking for quirky campgrounds and cool places to go to. Um, especially if there's a national park nearby that we can explore. Um, I, I mentioned we're heading to Gillette, Wyoming for the FMCA rally in August and what's the big thing that we planned? That the big thing is like our to. first season we went out. I was like, okay, here's all the things I want to go see. And one of the top ones was what everybody wants to see is Devil's Tower, right? Devil's Tower. Devil's Tower. And we didn't get to go. And this season we get to go. So Almost close two weeks close, at Devil's Tower, baby. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and they play it every <laughs> night at the campground, which is awesome. So At super. the base of Devil's Tower. I know. So Russ is super, super excited. exciting about yes. that. Excited. Yeah. And we're going to be there long enough that even if the weather you know, goes sideways a couple of days, we'll be there long enough to have a good day. So very excited. So how do we go about choosing the campgrounds that we're going to go to? And these specific quirky little campgrounds yeah, that we find. Yeah, these weirdo <laughs> ones. So. And we didn't even tell you when we rolled into this one. Not only is it like got a gas station out front, which kind of scared us off. There's a big dragon, metal dragon <laughs> at the front too, which is why we were like, what is this place? Village of the Damned, gas station, dragons. <laughs> and now it's one yeah. of our favorites. It is. It yeah. is. Um, so how I how do you choose yeah. these quirky campgrounds? Yeah. Well, again, using RV Life Trip Wizard, 
I start with uh, very basic requirements based on where we're going to be and how far it is within range of our travel schedule to get there. Uh, the first things I look at in Trip Wizard is one, is it a campground that has big rig access, which means you can drive your big 40 plus foot RV in the roads and maneuver and, and spaces get to enough. your space. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first requirement. Then I look for FHU, which is. You're just making up acronyms now. Full hookups. <laughs> there should be like a B at the end. Full hookups, baby. We look. F- <laughs> we really like our full hookups, yeah. which by that I mean 50 amp power, yep. water, and sewer connection. Yep for working full-time like we do, it's it, it's really important. Yeah. You don't want to have to stop, move the rig, go dump the tanks, come back. You, you, right. When you're working, that's a, that's a pain. Right, 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 right. You stay in place for the week or however long you're going to be there. So big rig access, full hookups, and connectivity. Connectivity. Super important. That's yeah. the one that she's always looking at. Is like we have three different ways to get to the internet, so she's always check- counting how many of those three And are one there. of them is... Never the campground Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. That's a fourth. <laughs> that is a Hail Mary if you have to use it. And we had to use it once. And surprisingly, it was magic that time. But usually it's garbage. Yeah. So, yeah, it's those three. And she's always, like, counting how many of the three that we have. So. We're looking for the cellular networks for T-Mobile, AT&T, mm-hmm. and also Starlink. Right. If there's too many trees, for example, Starlink is really a challenge. So. Yeah. But Starlink's kind of our backup right now. So. Yeah. In fact... Speaking of that, when we came here the first time, you walked in and said, hey, we need a place where we can get the satellite. And they said, "Do you what kind of satellite you have? And you said, Starlink. And they go, what's that? So and this I'm was, like, I don't know. The weird thing is like that was like season one where a lot of people didn't know. Last it. year. One year ago. Uh, yeah, a year ago. And then this season we pulled into a, a place in Washington and everybody there had Starlink. So yeah. what we thought was unique, now everybody's got yeah. it. So. But the row they put us on here is is really for anyone using any kind of satellite, not even Starlink if, you, if you're using a Dish and, and DirecTV. And it's because they've basically taken the trees out of this row. Right. So if you use satellite, they've, they've got you figured out here, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, they know what Starlink is now. That's right. Um, speaking of that, uh, uh, the last one of the other things that I check after those basic requirements are ratings and reviews. Trip Wizard has ratings and reviews on on their app. And also then I double check on Google because sometimes Google has the most recent and honest uh, campground ratings. So, and the two main things that I look at when I'm looking at the reviews are... Um, plenty of space between the sites and also avoiding longer term campgrounds. Even this, this campground here has several rows of longer term tenants, longer term campers. And those are people that are working in the area, whether they're traveling nurses, whether they're working at the campground, whether they're working on infrastructure, the power lines, the linemen and all that. So uh, you have to be careful sometimes, though, because sometimes if it's all long-term residents, it's not really conducive to transients, which is what we are, (laughs) transients. 
Um, this one has it really figured out in that they have a section that is more longer term campers and then they have a row or two that is more transient of people coming in and out even more so than we do because we're here for the week right and we've had people coming in and out every day yeah our neighbors on both sides every day we have a brand new neighbor in this row here which is fine with us because it's somebody a new rig to look at and we get to watch how they pull in and set up their (laughs) stuff it's kind of fun uh, but you're right, the rows over next to us, you can tell people are long-term, they'll have large LP tanks or propane tanks set so that they don't have to use their small ones. They'll have uh, skirting around the bottom of their, their so RV. They're so they're winter. ready for winter. Yeah. So there's kind of real obvious things. And you're right, those are people that are working hard usually in that area, and that's how they're they're living in that area. So Yeah, you know, and well, it, typically I look for that in the reviews because sometimes it's not, a good situation for transients, you know, people to roll in and roll out. Um, yeah, it's just a different vibe. Yeah. It's a different vibe. So yeah. when it's a mix, it's good because then you're meeting people that are, some people are on the road and some people live there. If it's everybody living there, you kind of get you're out of kinda, place. Yeah you're, yeah, you're not treated great. And not, nobody's mean well, or anything. Yeah, no, it's just you're out of place because yeah, it's a community. It's more of a neighborhood and we've done and a community. Both where we didn't yeah. know this early on. And so we're like, okay, pick places where it's a mix or it's all people that are moving on. So. Yeah, and really friendly people. And yes, we do like these quirky campgrounds because they tend to have more room between RVs. Whereas mm, the chains, the KOAs, they tend to be, they can be really close together. Okay, with that said, what is the worst place where we were jammed in side by side and it was the most expensive place we ever stayed at? That was not a KOA. It was not. That was. Um, it doesn't matter the brand, but yeah. where was it? Oh, it wasn't a brand. It was in Oceanside, California. That's right. Where our slides that come out <laughs> almost touched everyone on both sides. It was so packed in there. But it was the most expensive campground I think we've ever been to. Because we think. were supposedly on the beach. Supposedly on the beach. We and it was a supposedly a resort. Yeah. But <laughs> it was neither. There was yeah. a road between us and houses between <laughs> us. Between the water and us, and it was not a resort. So, but, but we were there for a reason, we were there and for we needed a, to another spend reason a little for time reasons. there. So yeah, yeah. Well, so check the reviews. The That's reviews. The There's these little indicators of lots of long-term residents, yeah. and oh my God, you can't even put your slides out. Okay, those yeah. are not the places you want to go. Those are not quirky. Those are not. Those are different. So, <laughs> so anyway, now that we've talked about the basic requirements of the campgrounds, Russ, let's talk about how we schedule our travel. What kind of travel schedule are we on? So, yeah. When you're For work. Work-life balance is all about making sure you're able to do the work to pay the bills to do this, this lifestyle. And for us... Uh, because it's a we have a we have a traditional Monday through Friday job. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, we work late and we work weekends sometimes. But working for the man, working, yeah. <laughs> so we travel on weekends. So sometimes that includes we leave on a Friday night. Some, most of the time it means we leave Saturday morning and we'll travel ideally one day. Mm-hmm. We'll be there by Saturday night or Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon. But sometimes depending on where we need to get to, we'll travel both days, Saturday and Sunday. But that's a challenge sometimes. Which sometimes you'll hear of these travel schedules on the RV groups 
of 333 or 222. Yeah. And why doesn't that work for people who are trying to work full time on the road? Yeah. Um, I think that's more of a retiree schedule. Yeah, the 333. So we learned this early <laughs> on. We, we were trying to learn all these little clever words and things like that that people were doing. And the 333 was like three hours of driving, arrive by three, and stay at least three days. Now, I'll be honest, if you think about that, the idea of only staying three days, that doesn't make sense for most people that work. And traveling only three hours, if you're trying to... <laughs> you're you, never going to get, get anywhere. <laughs> now, we're not saying we'd like That's to just okay. travel like crazy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it didn't really work. And there's also a 222. Two. You know, there's all these like made up ones that work. But the funny thing is they all get back to people that are vacationing or more importantly, they're retired. And yeah. then you can do whatever you want, right? right. Three hours of driving that and then freedom, kicking baby. back for three days. Yeah. But three days, you're going to be in like Wednesday. I'm like, I'm still working till Friday. What are you talking about? So <laughs> we learned that early on and we're like, oh, we're going to do the 333. Three, three. And I was like, yeah. oh, this doesn't, no, that work, doesn't work That's just crazy talk. So we're, like, we're more on the... Uh, 666 rule. (laughs) The devil's travel. Exactly. Our ideal schedule is more like driving six hours, arriving by 6 p.m., and staying at least six days. Yeah. It's perfect. We're we're joking. We don't really do a 666. Like, it is truly like she figures out where we're going. Yeah, whatever it needs to be. And we do what we need to do. Sometimes it's less. It's great. Occasionally it is three or four hours. And then sometimes it's like, we're going to have to do a long drive. It's eight hours. You okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, if I get to essentially, you know, sleep in, right? Yeah. We used to split up long drives over the weekend and try to stick to four to six hours a day. Uh, and we were using the Harvest Host program overnight mm-hmm. on the Saturday night, mm-hmm. which would be really fun. But then we, this season, we decided that we tend to go the distance on Saturday if it's an, well, this weekend was like an eight hour drive on the Saturday because we knew where we were heading. Mm-hmm. We were coming to Village of the trees <laughs> and we wanted to get here and then uh yeah that sleeping day on sunday then we weren't traveling yeah we didn't actually think about it too much because we were learning every single day we were learning something new but the one thing we we did figure out relatively quickly was when you are working full-time that sleep-in day is a big deal. You know, whether it's like you you have a good Friday night, you sleep in Saturday and Sunday. Now, we travel almost every Saturday. Sometimes we get two weeks off, but almost every Saturday, which means a Sunday minimum is nice. And so we get to sleep in. I make a big brunch or breakfast kind of thing. We get to do whatever we want on yeah. Sundays. And that really helps before you start on a Monday morning. And we've discovered that we really enjoy the long drives. Those six, even eight-hour drive, it's, it's, it's such a great time together where we can talk about projects and planning and long conversations about all kinds of things. It's our side hustle time. So, yeah, we've changed our traveling a bit that way to, to go the longer distance for the sleeping days and the long drive together. Yeah, so we ideally, when we can get it done, we like to stay two weeks. And, and, and the main reason is, like, there's that weekend in between. Yeah. Where Sleeping day, not, baby. You're not packing the rig up on Friday and Saturday. You wake up on Saturday like, wow. And we, that's yeah. also when we get some really that is cool the perfect time. Um, adventures, Sunset right? So adventures. when we were near Zion, yeah. we were there for at least two weeks. Yeah. 
And that was amazing. So A two-week schedule gives me a chance to get out and check out the area, scout things out. And then we have the whole weekend. So instead of just going out on sunset adventures in an evening, we can plan the weekend. And that's what we did at Grand Canyon and Yellowstone and Zion. Mm -hmm. We had the whole weekend. So we got to go out and be real tourist which was really fun yeah all right so really i think it's really gets down to the ideal amount of time for me is definitely two weeks and i'm sure some people might want to do more but at least two weeks maybe three or four we have done have we ever done three or four (laughs) our schedule just hasn't really worked out that way for the most part but there's been a couple of places we we went to and we were like oh (laughs) we don't want to leave now you know and so at least two weeks and the reason the two weeks is cool because there's that weekend in the middle and we get to sleep in and i'll get up and make a big breakfast and we'll just do all the things we want to do as opposed to getting in the rig closing it up driving kind of thing it is lovely to stay a while in the same place um rest in under when we stay a longer term in one location then we have the weekends for the exploring and yep. also grilling which is so exciting when Russ can get the uh blackstone out mm-hmm. love that we thing. have a big grill and that uh we 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 grill up steak chicken tons mm-hmm. of veggies uh, and then we have all of that for the entire week for for tacos, salads, pasta. Yep. It's awesome when we have a chance to grill. Yeah. And, and we sneak it in occasionally while we're doing one week. I'll do a, like mm-hmm. a Wednesday night or something. Or on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's good. But yeah, yeah it is one of our funnest things. Although so, a month or two, sometimes, like when we're at home base, we always find we are ready to go. Yeah, that's true. It is amazing how like we're ready to go so quickly. So maybe two, maybe three weeks. I don't know. Yeah. Have we? Well, anyway, we're so, still yeah. figuring out. We're on season three. Yeah, we're still we figuring are. Out. All right. So okay, we've figured out the schedule. We figured out kind of how you pick uh, the actual campgrounds. I would also make a note that staying longer, weekly or monthly. Uh, you tend it's less expensive because there are discounts for monthly and weekly stays versus the nightly rate. Yeah. So that's another good uh, benefit of staying a, a little longer. Good point. Yeah, th- that's true. Like when you know, in fact, sometimes you say, "Buddy, we're we're only going to be there six days, but you still book the seven because it's cheaper." <laughs> right. Yeah. No, th- I mean it's like y- y- we're paying them the money, so right. it's not like we're cheating anybody. And then we either come in a day late or we yeah. leave a day early which is nice we end up saving money and we're a lot more flexible there yeah. so it that depends weekly on how rate, it can make a big difference yeah so but within a campground like picking a spot like we were talking about here that we're on a road that doesn't have trees but that's good for like satellite and stuff right. so how do you in general pick where sometimes they don't let you pick right they right. pick it for you but when right. you get to choose how do you choose when we have a choice we tend to uh avoid The pool, the playground, and the dog park. Not that we don't love those things, but... It's just a matter of peace and quiet uh, for working. So you don't have all that background noise and interruption. Yeah. And uh, really, you can walk up to the pool when you're ready for fun and noise. 
But yeah. we like to be on the outskirts to have a little more quiet for working. Yeah, I'm. I, I've mentioned it before. Like I'm on Zoom all day long, and so the outside noises of mowers and kids and stuff like <laughs> it's all fine normally if you're on vacation. But I can't get you away from the mowers and the landscapers, though. <laughs> they are amazingly how they, they chase us. So yeah, so that's that's a that's our strategy at least. It's not required, and if you're if you're for example not on Zoom and stuff like that, then you know it's less important to you. But for us, that becomes really important. Oh, in a quiet spot in the campground. We also look for uh, clearings so that we can set up the Starlink if we need it as a backup. Mm -hmm. And that's led to a whole (laughs) new challenge of protecting your Starlink on the ground. Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny because like we don't use the Starlink. uh, It's now our third. It's our backup. It's like not not number one, not number two. It's number three because we can actually disable it. So it's great because in an emergency, I can just turn it on and only pay when I'm using it kind of thing. But when it's out there, because it's wired and it's a wire laying on the ground, boy, those mowers love to come on (laughs) over. Like, don't mow over the cable. And we try to protect it. We have several solar lights and this little tiki Tiki. god statue who also lights up. So we kind of ring put them in a ring around the Starlink. It's like, don't drive over our Starlink. Don't mow. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's just too funny. The landscapers always come during the work day. They're mowing and blowing. And then uh, (laughs) in Arkansas, we were kind of remote. We were using and relying on the Starlink. And that was the place where we had that tornado warning, which is when they wake you up at 5.30 in the morning with an air horn and you have to go, go to, to the, the tornado shelter yeah. for the, you know, 6 a.m. tornado party, right? Yeah. Um, and it was so, well, it, wa- it was funny because at the time we had the Starlink set up and the cable was running right out in front of the RV. We yeah. were parked on the lake. Yeah. And so he had the Starlink out there. It was the only way for us to get reasonable internet there. That's right. one of the few places I really had to have it. Right, because yep. it was kind of remote. Yeah. Uh, Table Rock Lake. Yeah, and we were in kind of a, a, Arkansas. a, a valley, so the, the cell towers and stuff weren't reaching us well. So it, if it wasn't for Starlink, we probably wouldn't have good internet at all. So, so it was raining. It was early. It was crazy. But we wind. still had the Starlink sitting out there on its cable attached to the RV. Yeah. And I don't know if you know what a pistol whipping daisy sprinkler is. <laughs> it's a story about our youngest son, our, our, our oldest our son when he was like, like oh, a year old playing in our front yard with one of those water sprinklers that just kind of flops left and right when the water's on. And he was so young, he would walk up and it was just beating the crap out of him <laughs> as it hit him. He, it, was, it was the funniest thing because he was getting injured by this It was like a wacky toy. noodle. So we've called it the pistol whipping daisy yeah. ever since. It was foam. It wasn't hard plastic or anything. There were no major injuries. There might have been knives taped to it or something. I don't remember. (laughs) It was just foam, but it was so funny. So we've always remembered the pistol whipping daisy. Anything that swings around and can injure you is the pistol whipping daisy. And we refer to that because I had put sandbags on that thing because it was the tornado on the Starlink. Because I was like, okay, I don't want the wind to blow it away. But when it's a tornado, there's no sandbag that's going to hold that baby down. 
Right. So I was worried, even if the tornado but we had to go, even if it didn't directly hit, the winds were crazy, and I was like, "That baby's gonna grab that <laughs> that little starling and just whip it around and beat the crap out of our pig." <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we came it, back and it, didn't. it was still it there. It was okay, it was still but, there. but yeah, wow, you gotta protect your equipment, man. That's right. Be prepared for anything. So we've like talked a lot about how you schedule and plan travel when you're doing work life and you're trying to balance all that. And, yeah. and a lot of it has come down to, we were talking about um, where we go and how we find those places and the kind of nuances of what the kind of places you should find and where you should be in there. Um, that's all extremely important. Because travel planning for work is very different than that's right. vacation. That's right. And so if you are traveling for vacation, enjoy. That's not what we're here yeah. to talk about. I, I can't. I we're love jealous. it. We're jealous. Yeah. We get to vacation <laughs> a few times a year, but we believe we're almost always on vacation when we step out at the end of every day. So, and then uh, we always try to incorporate a lot of fun in the travel plans that we do. Yeah. With sunset adventures and staying places where there's something to do and explore. Uh, and all the time for the last three, two years that we've been on the road yeah. full time. I'm always worried about Russ because he works really hard all day long on the Zoom with you his work clients really hard too. and, and I know you uh, like to say that though. Uh, team members all over the world in different yeah. time zones. So I'm always like, are you having fun? Yeah. Are you having fun? Because you spend so much time on that computer. And what do I say every time? The answer is well, you should say. So, yeah, the, <laughs> I always say yes, because when I finish my day here, I get to step out into some amazing place that we've gone to where she's taken us to. When I was back in the Sticks and Bricks, I would walk out either in the condo or the house, wherever we were, and it was always the same thing, and it was some yeah. new amount of work. So, yes, we're getting to go amazing. We just talked about this great place we're at, and so at the end of every day, it's like, wow, where are we at this week? You close up the computer and the laptops and everything, and, yeah. and here we are. And we sometimes do a sunset adventure and go do something. We did that the other night. We just hung up and <laughs> went to, where did we go? Massacre Rocks. Massacre Rocks. That's a real place, people, <laughs> and it's amazing. It's part of the it's settlers. It's park, yeah. Crossing the uh, Oregon trail and last time we were here at village of trees yep um we went out on a craters. weekend and found yeah craters of the moon national monument and it was amazing highly recommend that so uh, there's actually a campground there so if you're <laughs> not staying here stay there it's it's pretty cool there's a campground at massacre rocks too that's right and it was pretty cool too we went and visited and we learned a lot there and that's on the Oregon Trail. That's right. So it had to do with Indian ambushes at the certain point that's now the interstate. But anyway. All right. Well, cool, cool, cool. if you have enjoyed this, check out the show notes. We've, we've talked about it quite a few things. We've talked about the, the tools we use and how we do it. We've, we've tried to put all those products and links in the, in the show notes there. And we really appreciate you taking the time to listen today. If you're new, we really appreciate, appreciate you taking the time to listen. Please subscribe. And if you're not new, you subscribers out there, we love you. Thank you so much for your support and hanging with us over these adventures and travels over the last couple of years. Thanks, guys. Most important thing, make the escape and get out there. All right. Let's, Let's go. go.